1: Hello and welcome to the Coming Out Tapes, a podcast for sharing LGBTQ plus stories. Okay, so I am interviewing our first celebrity guest, the incredible um, <laughs> Adina Monsoon. Um, who's uh, being channeled through <laughs> uh, our guest for this week? It's um, going to talk to to us uh, about their story. Um, so, in this particular episode, the like names and things will be changed, but everything else is going to be true and real and wonderful. Um, so, let's kick off uh, just a bit about you. So, what words do you use to describe your sexuality and your your gender identity? So. When I first came out, I came
0: out as bi. Um, however, now I identify more as gay or lesbian. Um, for me, it was quite interesting because my school was a very... um was an all-girls school. It was very LGBT-friendly, you know, the reputations of all-girls schools. Um, so I didn't actually think... I didn't realize that I was attracted to other women in a way that not every other woman felt because it was so normalized at my school and so many of those people were experimenting which is great and obviously it was such a safe and inclusive place but I didn't give it any weight because I thought anyone could sleep with a woman and not be sort of emotionally connected um so i didn't actually come out until much later at university so you know i had two boyfriends during university and then i wanted to just sort of sleep around lots and i also knew that i was attracted to women i thought in a sort of I think the majority of people aren't straight or gay. I think it's much more fluid than that. So I very much wanted to have a threesome because I thought, why not? Let's have some fun. So I ended up having a couple of threesomes with women. Um, You know, one man, one woman. And loved it. Um, I remember phoning up my friend uh, who we've known each other since we were born and is also uh, bi, gay. And... I, I remember the first thing I said to her was, wow, women really are that soft. And I have a, yeah, absolutely loved it. So I then started to think, okay, but I didn't identify as bi because I thought I enjoy sleeping with women, but I would never have a relationship with women. So I didn't want to sort of, um, cheapen the word of bisexuals and sort of, I knew that bisexuals had like a hard rep so to speak not being believed you know oh it's a phase um so I didn't want to sort of perpetuate that um and then I started to sleep with sort of women one-on-one and that was when I was just like yeah I I I think I really need to have a relationship with the woman um and I wasn't I didn't come out to my parents during this time. And then every time my parents were like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? I always wanted to say no, but I don't have a girlfriend either. Um, And so when I did come out to them finally, I was going to an LGBT careers fair and I was in the car with both of them and I said... um, you know, they were like, What are you doing later? I was like, Oh, I'm going to uh, this LGBT careers fair. And they're like, What does that mean? And I was like, Well, lesbian, gay, bi, trans. And they burst out laughing and they were like, But you aren't any of those. And I just went, Well, actually, <laughs> um, I'm bi. So I came out as bi. And I don't know if you're going to be wanting me to speak about it later, how that experience was. But then I ended up, cut to I ended up having a relationship for sort of two and a half years, we lived together um, and during that time I realised that even though I'd slept with a lot of men I'd never really fallen for any of them and I now decide to identify as gay because kind of the opposite of why I didn't identify as bi when I was younger which is Yes, I'm still physically attracted to men, but I don't think emotionally... I mean, never say never, but I just think it's highly, highly unlikely that I could fall in love with a man. Um, And so for me, I feel like, again, it's sort of misrepresenting if I tell someone I'm bi. To me, on whatever sort of percentage level, that implies that potentially a man... I might be open to being with a man, but I'm not. Um, So, yeah, that's why I identify as gay or lesbian. And regarding my gender, um, I feel female. Um, Although I don't sort of link it to... Like, I'm very much aware there's sex and then there's gender. So I feel very much my sex, but... To me, what does gender mean? So, like, I like wearing dresses. That's more because of my figure. And I walk them. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it doesn't... It's never been an issue for me, and I've never really sort of... Actually, it's quite funny. My parents and loads of sort of family friends would say, you have a masculine mind to me. And it always drove me insane when they said that, because... What the hell does that even mean? You know, it's just all bullshit, for lack of a better phrase. Um,
1: so, yeah, I'm just me, and it just so happens to, yeah, be female. Um, So the thing that you said about sort of not really wanting to use the word bisexual, I think is a, like a super common <laughs> experience, yeah. one that I definitely um, like connected with. Do you remember the first time that you said it out loud? out loud Um, and how did your like how did your attitude towards using and owning that word kind of change Um,
0: so I had a number of part of the reason I think why I started to accept that I could potentially have a relationship with a woman is I started hanging around with people who were gay or bi and bisexual women as well Um, So I think that made it more real. And, you know, these were women who'd fallen in love with men and women and had very serious, intense, deep relationships with both, which I'd witnessed. Um, So I think in some ways, that sort of reassured me. And then on top of that, I guess, I knew it wasn't... I knew it wasn't a a phase, it was, I'm attracted to women, I'm emotionally attracted to women. I'm, at the time, you know, physically attracted to men, and I think I'm emotionally, because I hadn't truly been in love, so I didn't, you know, with a woman either, so I wasn't sure. Um, So to me, I was like, yeah, that's the definition of bisexual, I'm open at whatever ratios to both, you know
1: so yeah and and do you think that the relationships that you had with men in the past like the sort of um long-term relationships that they had uh helped in terms of you defining yourself as a lesbian
0: no actually um I remember one guy I slept with I didn't have a relationship with but so I lost it to the first guy I went out with and um yeah, I remember the first guy I slept with who I wasn't going out with or I wasn't looking, you know, I just wanted to have casual sex for like two, three years. And I remember approaching, you know, we were in bed talking and I was just like, would you ever have a threesome with another woman? And he was, he said something ridiculous. I mean, we'd only met like, you know, once before for like half an hour or something like that, Um And he was like, would you be comfortable with me putting my dick inside another woman? And I was just like, yeah, like, you know, would you be comfortable with me, like, you know, going down on another woman? Um, So, yeah, I don't think I've always I have lots of um, wonderful male friends, um, well, lots of wonderful friends, full stop. So I think it's just. Yeah, I think more my queer friends have helped me, Has made, have made my journey easier. And luckily, all my non-queer friends don't give a shit and, you know, they don't really bat an eyelid at it. So I'm quite privileged
1: in that way, with my friends anyway. When you stopped using the word bisexual and started using words like gay and lesbian, mm-hmm. did you, um, did it, like, bring up, those feelings of sort of uh reluctance that you had before you started using the word bisexual because of mm. the like politics surrounding that word and and the way that it can be damaging to the bisexual community definitely i think there, there was definitely a transition period
0: for me between using the word bi always and using the word gay always and um, there was a big period depending who i was talking to i would use gay or bi and it would normally be based on my assumption of how this person would interpret the word because, you know, language is obviously a way to communicate ideas or, sadly, how people want to stereotype you. So if they're going to put you in a box, you want to make sure the box is, as like, sort of as much as, you know...
1: You're talking about the same box,
0: yeah, literally, exactly. That you're on the same page. Um, so yeah, for a long, long time, I'd switch up the use of bi or gay, and um, every time I used either one, I'd always feel like guilty and a bit like, oh no, like, like I was deceiving, you know, which even at the time, I was like, you know, this is ridiculous because you know, my, who I want to sleep with or who I fall in love with. It You know, why be confined by these? And it's an added pressure or an added stress. It's just not needed. Like, who gives a shit? Um, so I remember being quite angry about the sort of frustration of having to use it and the anxiety that it would bring every time. Um, and, yeah, for probably a couple of years. And I always had to sort of rationalise to myself stop giving a shit um you know it doesn't mean anything and who cares what these people think um so yeah
1: okay so uh let's talk about your kind of coming out so from when it started to where we're at now so when was the first time that you came out and who did you come out to um so I didn't really have to explicitly come out to
0: any of my friends it was a very gradual thing sort of sort of on my sexual escapades and then sort of when emotions started to come into that I sort of kept them all up to date um as it evolved um so it was more my parents I had to be most explicit with. And as I said earlier, sort of how I came out. Um, and for me, it was really hard. They didn't understand bisexuality. Um, one thing they um, they kept thinking it was a phrase, phrase, phase even. Um, one thing that they kept saying, they kept being like, we just don't wanna make your life any harder. And I'd be like to them, you realise the only people that are making my life harder is, are you, like, saying these things. And then, you know, I was having a relationship. Um, I don't think we were living together yet, but, you know, we have been together six months, the same amount of time that my sister had been with, you know, her boyfriend. And I remember it was Christmas Day, and we went for a walk, and my mum my was like, oh, I do hope you end up with a man. And kept saying things like this. And it wasn't just on that occasion, sort of, I'd say for the first year and a half of our relationship, um, you know, we're living together at this point, she would still say it. And obviously that's (laughs) very upsetting. And, you know, I said to her, I was like, you know, do you know how hurtful that is? Um you know, you're being so disrespectful to my relationship, um, I mean, it'd be hurtful even if I wasn't in a relationship, but even more so, um, and, you know, they have met her, um, numerous times, and the ironic thing was, I I guess it is ironic, my, my mum was disowned when she married my dad, um, my dad wasn't Jewish, and, yeah, um, was disowned for a year. And, you know, only I think when she fell pregnant with my sister that they sort of welcomed her back into the fold. And so I said to her, I was like, How can you I was like, you know, it's not a choice. And she was like, well, you know, it is a choice. And I would say to her, you know, Was it a choice for you to pick dad? You know, you were disowned for you year. Was that a choice? How can you say love is a choice? Um, and she just didn't want to accept it. And it was quite interesting because, funnily enough, a lot of her friends who had children who were, you know, around sort of mine and my sister's age, lots of them had come out as bi or gay. And my mum had always been so cool with it, but it was very much, it felt like not on my doorstep, you know. And then it was only when me and my partner moved back home um, for a bit and to be with my mum that she really got to know her and I think that really changed things and not just got to know her but got to see us on a daily basis and just see how we interacted was like any couple of any relationship and most importantly with love you know um which you know the cliche is that sort of love transcends all but you know it really does and Actually, what was really touching was um. I don't know how long ago now, maybe a year ago, a bit over. Um, I think I was I was talking to. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh onecom my mum and I was saying how I'd been speaking to someone else about how privileged I I am and how I've had such wonderful supportive parents and she turned around and she actually said well I haven't always been you know the best of parents you know I you know I'm really sorry how I you know how I handled you coming out to me and yeah that was that was like immense her saying that because you know obviously I I never expected her to say that and for her to be aware that actually she had made it harder for me and she hadn't responded as she probably expected she would have and wished she would have. So, yeah.
1: So are you out in all parts of your life or are there bits where you're out and other bits where you don't talk to people about your relationship? I'm out as, like, I'm so fucking out.
0: (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm out at work. Anyway, I think, for me, I never want to have to correct someone. Especially, you know, because of the way that I look. No one makes that assumption ever of me. And so often I'm in situations where um, people refer to a boyfriend. um, You know, and just use very sort of heteronormative language. And especially if you don't know someone, it's already... It's already awkward coming out never mind correcting someone when they've said something wrong and then you're like which you shouldn't but then you feel bad that you're going to embarrass them because they've used the wrong word and again it's all this stuff that we shouldn't if people just use bloody gender neutral language <laughs> you know embarrassment and awkwardness would be resolved all the way around um so I do I try and sort of bring up a conversation and it is easier you know if you're with a partner or living with your partner i think it is much easier um to do that uh, when i was single i would always be like um, my ex girlfriend um to bring it up but um yeah i'm some of uh, the family on my mum's side they most of them know if not all but some of them they'll still be like oh when are you going to settle down and find a husband um, even though I know that my mum has explicitly told them, um, but I, you know, extreme religion,
1: eh? What are you <laughs> gonna do? Um, so yeah, okay. <laughs> you're out in lots of places. You're coming out, sort of, to your parents. Sounded like it was quite a long process. Um, if you had to, if you had to pick uh sort of your best coming out story like the, the the time that it went the smoothest or the happiest and then um maybe your worst coming out story uh what would you choose explicitly coming out okay um well it doesn't have to be saying the words like i'm gay or i'm yeah. bisexual it could be arriving at a party with sure. you know a model or <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time
0: um no um I think it was a, I was very lucky I guess um, two of my best friends um, one of them came out first and then I came out and then some, and then the other one came out and it was all very close proximity and so it was sort of wonderful because we're all you know going through the same sort of worries and stresses and crushes and you know melodramas and you know fancies and it was there was something so wonderful and pure about it then as well um and I remember every single pretty much every single day it felt like I think we would always say oh I bloody love women like I'm so happy that (laughs) you know I realized this about myself and it was it was sort of every day we would just sort of say how elated we were about knowing that we love women and loving women um so yeah and I remember sort of going to the first pride um being out and I don't know by some miracle you know it was a really sunny day and I remember being in Soho Square with, you know, these two and some other friends as well. And, yeah, it was just, I remember just screaming like, I love women! <laughs> and, yeah, it was so liberating and it was just incredible to finally, I guess, to have things click into place and to have friends who are in this, it's still that sort of, I don't want to say novelty, but it's, it's a, what's the novelty, I guess, is, being free and opening up and suddenly having this sort of weight lifted from you and you know that someone else is going through that and that person you've known your whole life um so that was a really fun time so and then yeah I guess the hard times were you know every time you know my mum would say I hope you end up with a man sort of my heart would break a bit um you know, every time yeah, mostly it would be to do with my parents saying, you know, your life is gonna be so much harder now. Um, you know, oh um another good great memory was um my mum told me that one of her friends had wanted to introduce me um to a to a guy and he was sort of the perfect catch, sort of wealthy Um, for my mum, you know, Jewish, doctor, you know, good looking, And my mum's response to her friend was, she's actually just going out with women at the moment. And, you know, if my mum could turn down her ideal partner for me, um, then yeah, that meant quite a lot. And You know, there were some hard parts in the sense of hard parts almost for my parents. And again, it's this idea of why should we feel guilty for other people's sort of lack of awareness, heteronormativity and all these things. I remember being around the dinner and some of my mum's friends were there and they knew about my girlfriend and they were like, oh, how long have you been together for? And I said something like 11, 12 months, and you could see they were shocked, because obviously they know, they'd only heard about it maybe a month ago. And then I don't know if my parents asked this or if they asked this, but for some reason they were like, "How often you know do you see each other?" And I said, "We'll probably see each other you know, three times a week, but most nights, even if we're seeing other people, we'll go back and, you know, stay over and i remember my parents faces just dropped and they again it was like they had no idea how serious it was it was sort of because, unless i was explicit they wouldn't assume it even though they assumed it for my you know sister who was having you know a relationship with a man um, so things like that again was sort of
1: hard realizations of where they were at Have you had any sort of adverse experiences coming out to work colleagues or in any other kind of places in your life? Um,
0: I've had a couple of times colleagues being like, no, really, like, are you gay? And I'm like, yes. They're like, no, no, really. And sort of they'll ask me it sort of four times and it's sort of,
1: You do have to say it four times, though, otherwise it's not true.
0: Yeah, I've heard it's the magic number, so we'll see. Um, But yeah, it's just ridiculous. I'm trying to think if... But apart from that, no, I don't think... Oh, actually, I did have one really bad experience. I worked in um, finance, of course, that jolly place. Um, And I worked in a very small team. And we'd all gone out for dinner for a celebration. Someone had got promoted. And I'd been very careful to use gender neutral language. My partner this, they, and one of the guys there, I um, was friends with and he knew I'd told him. So we were talking and obviously there were other people there and I slipped up, quote marks, you know. And I referred to her. And no one, you know, we continued talking. And then my boss was sitting there, but hadn't been part of the conversation. And his sort of white hand man kind of thing goes to me and him. He goes, do you want to tell him or should I? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he then goes to the boss, the head, like the chief. And said to him, you know, when um, we go on my stag do, well, we can invite her along as well. And that was just like, wow. First of all, not your place to out me. And second of all, what a horrific way of putting it, you know, because of course, I'm going to enjoy that,
1: you know. Um, well, it's well known that once you come out to a man <laughs> yeah. you want to participate in their casual misogyny yeah. that's, the,
0: that's the deal exactly so yippee that was the incentive for me to come out um, to engage with that um, so yeah that wasn't very nice but um, apart from that I actually had there was another company and it was again pretty much all men and a lot of these men were very very Christian um or uh Muslim and I'd been there for about a month or two months and I'd become really good you know good friends with them and I finally sort of just in conversation purposely you know referred to my girlfriend and yeah they were absolutely a-okay and fine about it and what was quite interesting you know I said to them you know i was anxious like should I have come out earlier you know all of this stuff and they said which again sort of a bit awkward but kind of nice but kind of bad, sad is that they said if you'd come out straight away before we got to know you it probably you know we might, I might not have handled it as well because I got to know you you normalised it for me and it was just this on the one hand it was them sort of recognizing that they would have had this horrific ignorance and like bias but at the same time i don't know whether it sort of went beyond that and them being like and next time i won't do that <laughs> um so yeah again that was kind of cringe worthy um i obviously hope they uh have lost their prejudice now
1: but have any of them invited you on their stag do's <laughs> no
0: um no stag do's but you know invited around for dinners
1: and lunches which is nice with my partner very good so there's like specific instances where you have like come out at work and you've sort of talked a little bit about having to kind of pick your moment and thinking very carefully about your language and then there's like constantly reminding people or having to like try and validate the permanency of your mm. your sexuality um what do you think sort of coming out means to to you as like an event or a process or, or whatever how would you describe it do you mean coming out
0: to yourself do you mean i mean personally i think one day it, the word, should, the word should cease to exist. I mean, what the hell does that even mean? You know, I just... Again, it comes back to if everyone is using gender-neutral language. And it's sad, because when someone does say, use gender-neutral language towards me, or says boyfriend or girlfriend or partner, I have a little, like, skip inside of me. I love it. I so appreciate it. And that is sad in itself. Why should that make me happy? Why should... Like, being, like, just a person, um, a decent person, why should that upset me? Um, or surprise me and make me happy, rather. Um, so, for me, coming out is what you have to do because people assume heteronormativity. Um, and if no one gave a shit and... I think if it was more normalized, just, you know, anything goes, be it no matter what, you know, your gender, your sexuality, or, you know, if it was more normalized, yeah, I don't think anyone would have to come out. It would just be sort of, oh, you play football, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, who you are kind of thing. I don't think it's yeah, I hope it gets to that. Um, sadly, right now, it's a, uh, I don't know what it is. I mean, for yourself, coming out to the people that are close to you, um, I guess it's being all, being authentic, but also for me as well, especially with my parents, it's ensuring that they know who you are, They, when they think of you, they can comprehend, well, for me, you know, walking, you know, living with another woman, I think, you know, that's really important. You know, this talk I went to yesterday, uh, this incredible woman was speaking, um, and, you know, went on the marches in the States, you know, in the sort of 70s and 60s, and, You know, she was saying that she lived with her girlfriend. She didn't know any other lesbians. And they had a group of friends and none of them knew they were actually a couple. They just thought they were housemates. You know, and this was for sort of two years or so. And yeah, there's something about intimacy and ultimately we all want to connect with people. And if you need to hide you know a massive part of yourself um how can you ever feel close to someone how can you ever relax if you're you know if you're going to be revealing something um and I think that's what's so important is to just you know free yourself ultimately but yeah ultimately we shouldn't have to do any of this bullshit <laughs>
1: You have been listening to The Coming Out Tapes. I've been your host, Kara Bradley, and I'm very happy you decided to join us today. Massive thanks to Alex Lathbridge for making the music for the show and, and to Scary Boots for the artwork. You should check out all of their other cool projects on their websites. If you'd like to be on The Coming Out Tapes, go to the link where you downloaded the podcast and fill out our form.
0: Selling a little or a lot?